Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios in New York. Home is more than a house. It's a personal paradise. Get yours with Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Get your Rocket Mortgage on, son. Our toll-free line, 855-212-4CBS, is brought to you by GEICO. Great news. You can save a bunch of money. If you switch to GEICO, go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. All right, uh, one other thing I wanted to tell you about is very important. Sunday, the NFL on CBS features a key AFC South showdown between Deshaun Watson and the Texans taking on the Titans in Smashville, while others are going to see Kansas City hosting Denver at Arrowhead. Plus, there's other regional action. It all begins with JB and the guys setting up the day on the NFL today at a noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, on CBS. I have to tell you, uh, seriously, Mafia... I mean, honest to God, let's go back to the beginning of this game. You're at the seven-yard line, fourth and one. Right. Now Down 21-7. Down 21-7. Or at the time, wasn't it 13-7? No, that was when they were down 21-7 at that time. Oh, so it would have been 21-10. Correct. But then they missed that, and they went down and scored again. They made it 28-7. Yeah. You kick the field goal there. I don't care what you say because you're up against the best team in the NFL, great defense, on the road, in their building, and you're not getting that yard. And uh, sure enough, they didn't. And then and then what happened? Uh, then they never – like, I mean, they scored again. Now they just scored again. But the bottom line is the game is over. The game, This game is over. All you care about is the backdoor cover now. Well, and good luck with that. So what do they need, another touchdown? Yeah, but, I mean, if, they, if they're if they smart, they pull Jackson, which they haven't done yet for God knows why. But if they put in RG3, maybe that stops them for now. But they should have scored uh, two touchdowns on the, that drive inside the 10. Yeah. And then on the pass to the, the guy. The, pick, yeah. the guy the guy wide open for a touchdown. He missed him. Also, uh, the pick that he threw after that, which was terrible. That was atrocious. Yeah, because the tight end had them beat. If he throws it over the top, he has them. But he throws it five yards short and he gets picked easily. I, I really, so now they're going for two, uh, which I guess, I guess why not at this point, right? That'll make it three touchdowns instead of three touchdowns and a point. But I listen. There, uh, I give them about five percent chance of getting this, this two point conversion because they're so awful. They won't even 15, get. The they're not okay. even going to get the snap off. It's it's delay a game. They already blew it. That's how that's how bad they are. I'm not even close. I mean, how, how bad are you, honestly? How much do you suck? That you, I mean, this guy should be fired right there for that, Gase. You stupid ass. Honest to God. Are you kidding me? You have got to be kidding me. There is no way they're going for it now, are they? They're going to go for it again? Probably. They got nothing to lose. Game's you, lost. you are pathetic, dude. Did you see him cussing into his mic right there? He is so mad that they didn't get that play. They stood around picking their noses and didn't get the playoff on, on a two-point conversion. It's absolutely – they are the most pathetic football team. They really are. They make me sick to my stomach. Rick Haro joins us tonight, uh, our sports business and legal insider. I have no idea where he is. He was in San Diego. He was in uh, Washington, D.C. He's, he's a well-traveled uh, all over the world. He's a legend. Where are you tonight, Mr. Haro? 
Oklahoma City, they got the Bowtie Ball, which is the Fields and Futures and this MAPS plan, which is a big kind of infrastructure plan that has spent a billion dollars on stadiums and stuff, passed 72% two nights ago. So I've been here for a while, and we were doing this Bowtie kind of Christmas extravaganza. I just turned on the game. I, I guess I kind of missed it, right? Uh, an hour ago it might have been close, but wow, 42 points, huh? God, what, yeah. what kind of defense is that? Uh, well, believe me you, it's more than just the defense. Their defense has been absolutely abysmal, but uh, this guy, uh, Darnold, some of his reads and passes uh, made me want to puke. I mean, this guy is absolutely all over the place. But now it's uh, 42-21. They got the two-point conversion to Anderson, a, mir- a miraculous catch in the corner of the end zone. So there you go. They're, they're at least within uh, – in seven and a half minutes, they are within a backdoor cover if they can if they can score. So well, you, you can do that. But, by the way, so I'm in, I'm in Oklahoma City, then Kansas City tomorrow. I'm going to go to my bucket list, Kansas basketball uh, Saturday and the Chiefs-Broncos uh, Sunday. I've, I've never been to Arrowhead as a fan. That'll be cool. Oh, uh, it's a great place. I've been there. Not only have I been there, I was there as a child and uh, got to take a picture with and get an autograph, and I have it to this day with Len Dawson. Yeah, well, how about Hank Stram matriculating down the field? I remember, you know, that early 70s. How about that Dolphin-Chiefs uh, game? We, we, we in Miami hang on to that. Because we have nothing else to hang on to. Oh, now listen, let me ask you uh, a question. Did you hear about uh, David Stern tonight? No. What did he do? Uh, he had a brain hemorrhage. Oh, no. And he's okay. in a, a hospital and not doing well, apparently. Oh, boy. He is a, a you know, he, he still uh, raises money for charity. I, I saw him about six months ago. Very lucid. Everybody still attracts a crowd, so that's not good. So uh, here's another one for you. What do you think of uh, his, uh, his uh, you know, the replacement, Adam Silver? Tonight uh, they announced, uh, rather today, that the NBA will have a G League team in Mexico City. Well, that's the right answer because they want to go as many places as they can, and the G League is a perfect, perfect kind of scouting alternative. They're not going to have big attendance, but if they have some attendance and they get through all the issues regarding immigration and all that. It's, it's the right answer. And by the way, speaking of basketball, the speaker tonight, Bill Walton. I, I, you know, I never spent any time with him. What, what, a, what, a, what a classic. He, I, I, don't think he's, I don't think he's on this planet, but by the way, the planet that he's on, I want to be on. It, it, it was really yeah. fun. I interviewed him and asked him a couple questions, and 10 minutes later, we came up for air. Yeah, I think he's uh, actually uh, fantastic doing basketball I, I games. He's entertaining. He's bizarre. He's weird. He's a freak. He's funny. Uh, you know, he does stuff like living, uh, living in teepees and stuff. He's he's absolutely out of his mind. But I, I think it's fascinating because, uh, believe it or not, I think everybody else sounds the same. I think everybody else is the same, boring, same analyst, same well, sport coat. Standing, standing O tonight to a mainstream fundraiser crowd for fields and for kind of arenas and corporate stuff. And he's good with uh, jeans on. He's good with shorts on. I did the interview with him today and, you know, the John Wooden stuff. He's had 38 surgeries. He was near death for a few years. Uh, He was talking about spirituality and life. But he also knows the game, and he's also brighter than most people. So I, I loved it today with the guy. You know, he actually, uh, believe it or not, I think uh, got the most fantastic education ever uh, at UCLA because I think uh, John Wooden uh, made sure that he got that accomplished. And he, I think he credits, uh, from what I remember of him, he credits Wooden for all of his success in life. Everything. Well, Jack Ramsey a little bit when he was with the Blazers, he, he said – 
But it was really wooden this, wooden that. He told the story real quick. I won't tell it like he did because we don't have 40 minutes. But he said that, you know, he came in as a senior and went to John Wooden and said, hey, you know, I want to grow a beard. It's the late 60s. Uh, I I want to express myself, First Amendment. And he said, you know, uh, 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 Bill, it's really well thought out, and you have every right to do it, but we're going to miss you. (laughs) <laughs> which was a great a great line. So uh, I have to ask you a question. I was uh, Rick Harrow with us, our sports business and legal insider, good friend of mine. Uh, so I have to say, um, you know, I've been watching uh, the Champions League and the Premier League, and uh, believe it or not, La Liga, Bundesliga. I watched uh, the French League. Uh, I've watched the Spanish Premier League. I've been watching millions of games. And I have to tell you, the more I get involved watching this uh, great game around the world of soccer, football, whatever you want to call it, I find, listen, I mean I mean this when I say this, I think it is actually, it is now surpassing for me as the, as the best sport to actually watch uh, on television or in person. I have to say why. Because I think that the NFL and NBA and NHL and baseball with all of their G-damn commercials and timeouts and, and reviews and video reviews and all the, and the refs just ruining games. I have to tell you, watching you know 90 minutes of football, soccer, uh, where they just have like a 10, 15-minute halftime where they cram all the commercials in at the halftime, I actually find that uh, very very palatable and pleasing and synthetic that I get to watch 90 minutes of pure excellence at the highest level of the game, the best players in the world playing. And I got to tell you, it's so much better, in my opinion, than any sport in America. It's not even funny. Well, maybe college basketball because you get a game there for two hours, right? But the bottom line is people more, it's a brilliant move to have the Premier League be capturing Saturday morning. It's either Saturday morning cartoons or the Premier League and NBC got it done. And then you led to Bundesliga and La Liga and everybody else. And the MLS, some say, is a beneficiary because everybody's watching soccer. Others say you can realize how good international soccer is versus uh, not. Uh, listen, I'm in Oklahoma City, and they just got a stadium done as part of their referendum. They may want USL, keep it. They may want MLS. But soccer is sweeping the country, and a lot of it is because Everybody's watching Premier League and La Liga and everything you're watching. So you're not alone. Well, and now you've got, like, uh, so I I was watching, uh, you know, they have the Europa now going on, which is basically the failed Champions League teams that didn't make it to the knockout stage, right? And I'm I'm just, like, fascinated with it. Uh, I just think it's absolutely unbelievable. And uh, some of these uh, leagues, like, that I've watched, I never even, you know, really knew uh, about a lot of them. Uh, You know, I didn't know, I mean, the teams. So when I looked at the tables and started studying it, I found uh, more and more, like, I'm just fascinated by it. And some of these, you know, player contracts and the money they're making and the money they invest, like some of the, like the Man City team owned by these sheiks. I mean, these are multi-billionaires. I mean, they do not mess around. These players are making fat money, Rick. Well, and look at the, the tinkering they do with their product. You know, it's 150 years old, so you would say, why change? Well, the relegation idea is a great idea. Listen, if they had relegation, this Jets team would be gone. My Dolphins would be gone. And, you know, they earn the right to come up next year. You can't do that here because everybody is signed on to a same kind of structure, and you'd kill the asset value, so you never do it. But over there, that, that's a big deal. And these tournaments mid-season, as you said, when uh, Adam Silver said he wants to experiment with something like that, everybody said, you're crazy. But take another look. 
when you look at some kind of things to shake up the monotony of a regular season, it is good stuff. All right, so we'll come back with Rick Harrell. We'll go decade in review and go through the technology and media of the last 10 years. When is that coming up, uh, uh, Carver? Or what do we got next, Ma- Mavi? Huh? Okay, we'll go. Then we'll do this real quick. Do I have time to do this, right? All right, uh, so, Rick, let's go through some of these really fast. My apologies. Yeah, cool. High definition. So, yeah, well, we, you know, what we did was we did the top 15 items that influenced technology right. in the decade. And number one, I thought was high def. Uh, remember when Wide World of Sports uh, and their clips, what they looked like? The first high def television was ABC in January for the Super Bowl there. But now every telecast is HD, and it's become a big deal. 4K TV, ultra high def. Imagine what would happen if we didn't have it. So this whole idea of content taking over the world. That's a big deal this last decade. This is a whole decade in review. What about uh, smartphones? You would think that'd be huge. Well, yeah. I mean, smartphones galore. But the bottom line is everybody's realizing that now more people are watching iPhones, iPads than they are uh, little, uh, uh, you know, television, big television, little televisions. And so uh, we have opportunities to do it right. So if you do it wrong, remember what mobile ESPN did. It didn't make it in the 2010s. Died 2006. They lost 150 million bucks. So the bottom line is you got to do it right. But obviously, this is here to stay. What about all the cameras they have, like at NFL games and sporting events that are hanging over the field of play and tennis courts and and the like? That's in our top five. We talked about cameras as kind of big deal. Not only the high-tech stuff built into iPhones, but the technology in 1984 introduced the aerial camera used in the NFL after 2001. And now, look, Field goals look a lot harder from 50 yards with that camera behind the kicker. And so we even have stuff like the Drone Racing League now, which in its fourth season, Twitter, NBC, Sky Sports, all their global media partners cover it, and you couldn't do it without some of this new technology. What about, like, the you know the Fitbits and the Apple Watches and, like, Beats by Dre and, like, VR headsets and, and the like? Wearables is number six on the list, and so Fitbit 2007. More than 100 million devices. Chinese companies, Samsung and others, can't even pronounce it. They've entered the, the, the market and have taken it over. Uh, Google is looking at buying Fitbit for $2.1 billion. So you wear it, you track it, you look at the numbers, you buy it, and it's making a lot of coin. How about um, social media certainly has changed the world? Well, you know, it certainly has for a lot of different reasons. We have a, a president that's become president because now we have Twitter every morning, for example. But now pro athletes are only as good as their Instagram stories. By the way, Ronaldo, 160 million followers. Neymar, 112 million. LeBron, 48 million. Even Gareth Bale at 40 million. So we don't track people based on their home runs and their offensive productivity anymore. We track them based on social media. Yeah, uh Ronaldo with the game winner uh, for Juventus yesterday, and Neymar had a goal as well for PSG in the uh, Champions League. They both are Listen badasses. You. Uh, I mean, are you going to put out odds now, too? Are you, are you ready actually, for that? I actually am. Uh, so sports gambling, <laughs> how much has that changed everything? And fantasy. Well, fantasy, obviously a big deal. We used to do fantasy in 2011. DraftKings, FanDuel expanded it. I would say that gambling is kind of number one as far as traditional change, although it's on the top ten as far as tech is concerned as well. But let's remember that we have about 18 states. By next year, we're going to have nearly 30. 
And in 10 years, everybody, I predict, except maybe Utah, is going to have some kind of gambling because they don't want to lose the revenue from their next-door neighbor. And the bottom line is leagues, players, player association, everybody. And now we're going to have gambling, as you know, inside arenas and stadiums. And five years ago, people would have thought you were crazy. And they already do. And finally, <laughs> analytics. <laughs> yeah. Well, now we hire people you know, based on who they, they, they are and what kind of geeks they are. And I only mean that the Bill James baseball abstracts, remember that, that was an outlier. Now front offices will hire everybody who can do the analytics, and it's still the age-old debate. Old-time general managers say, you got to make decisions with your heart. The analytics guys in control say, yeah, but you got to do it based on numbers. That debate's as old as the hills, and we'll keep going. All right, Rick, have a fantastic weekend and a uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I will uh, not be here next week when we do this normal uh, report. So if I don't talk to you, have a, a wonderful holiday with your family and friends and a safe one, and God bless you. I love you, and uh, happiest of holidays. I love you too, man. If we're not on the air, I'm going to call you anyway because I, I need my Pharrell fix. That's what I'm talking about. Rick Harrow, ladies and gentlemen, from Oklahoma City tonight. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right, I just got dog-leashed. That's when you, uh, you know, I had the headsets in, and then I walked away, and I got yanked back to my original position by the headset leash snapping on my face. Just trying to move a uh, computer screen. I just wanted to say another thing that bothers me. Have you ever seen these commercials for, like, the... Um, you know, these bikes that everybody's buying that you train at at home. I won't say their name. You know what I'm talking about. The one that's about. causing all the controversy? Yeah, whatever. So I don't care which one you use. They're, they're, they're all the same. And I'm sure they disagree with you. But the, the thing that I'm talking about, I care less what company it is. I really could give a rat's ass. I'm talking about, have you ever noticed that the people that are on the bikes are like, like Swedish supermodels with like the greatest bodies that have ever literally been found on the face of the earth and then they get the chick like sprayed with they have her completely sprayed with water so she looks like she's sweating and then she's got just massive cleavage going and she's got a tan i mean like she's living in the caribbean meanwhile the commercial they show her like she's training in her apartment over the like swiss alps and it's snowing outside but she's as brown as like you know somebody in saint kitts have you ever noticed? And then every single guy that is on the bike is chiseled like Adonis. Like they literally, they find the greatest bodies ever that have ever been found on earth. And they put them on the, in these commercials. There isn't one fat ass that I know that could ride one of those bikes and ever get a body like that. I don't care what you say. I know people that spin, right? They, they will ride 7 billion miles, and they're still a fat ass. Honestly, I know people that they ride on those bikes every day. I see them every day, Mafia. Do I not see those people yeah, every all day? all the time. You know, great. You're, you know what? I, you got great cardio. Good for you which I will not deny. You got great cardio. If you can ride that bike for an hour and sweat, you're, it's great cardio. I will not deny it. But there is not one person that I have ever seen come out of that room that has a body like the chicks that, and guys they have on these commercials. Well, of course not. They're not going to show you the slobs that you are. They're going to show you what you know you strive to be so you think, oh, well, I could be that if I pay yeah. two grand for this bike and you'll never but get there. But no one falls for that. No one falls for that. Everyone knows that that chick and that guy are not riding that bike. 
and look like that. They know that their fat slob friends are the ones riding the bike, and you would have to ride from here to California and back 7,000 times to have that body, and you still wouldn't have it. Right, more like your fat slob friends are the ones buying that bike and then putting a bunch of crap on it and they're living it but right. never actually using it. I just wanted to say, though, that of all the women that are on the, um, the you know, bicycle commercials, uh, the training bicycle, and and then the walking ones. Have you ever seen the ones that walk uphill for like a, a day? They just walk uphill. How about the one where they, like the, the mirror that they have yeah. that they're working out in front of the whole time? Yeah. I just screen. wanted to say that I want to sleep with all of them. So the, the idea. So the, so the chick in the Swiss Alps one where she's just soaking wet and tan and just, she's, and she's just breathing heavy like she just had relations. She is so hot. I need, I want to have a smoking, steamy affair with her even though she's a fake television commercial actress. The hidden point in all this is the the apartments these people have. Like, who are, are these people billionaires? <laughs> the, the one guy's like in, in New York, an apartment looking, overlooking Central Park on the 70th floor, right. riding his bike. That's only 90 million for that bad, but it's so true. What is the controversy about uh, about the, and don't say the name of the company, but it's about like what there's, the man is on the commercial for like five seconds and yeah. the rest of it's 99% the woman. Right, the, the guy gives the, the wife the bike for Christmas and then like the next year she keeps taping herself as she's riding like these little like motivational videos and at the end, next Christmas, oh, thanks so much for this gift and I can't believe I would change my life and everybody's yeah. like, you know, that she's really just trying to do this for her husband and make him look like crap or whatever. Here's the real story of what happened. This is what really happened. So she rode the bike at the spin class so much she ended up sleeping with the spin instructor, okay? And the fat husband home smoking bowls in the garage, she divorced him. And now he, uh, you know what he's going to do? He's going to ride a bike through her new condo uh, front building with a bomb, and then kill both of them. That's his plan. At least he has a house overlooking the Swiss Alps. <laughs> he had to sell it. No, I lost time no, no. He had to sell it so he could move into the pad in Central Park. And he now lives with a gerbil. But he's got really good reefer. He's got like a plant growing operation. Who kept the bike in the divorce, him or the girl? She got the bike and the lover and the body. And he became a fat slob. But he got season tickets to Jimmy Fallon. He goes like three nights a week. Can you get season tickets to Jimmy Fallon? I told you, I saw him do an interview with that Cardi B chick. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. She's crazy, that chick. I think I want to sleep with her, too. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, make sure you get on PharrellOnEvents.com for all my pain day locks this weekend in the NFL. Last week, 72% of my bets hit on uh, pain day. And I got to tell you, that's my seventh week out of 14 in the 70% uh, world. That's insanity. Plus my uh, pro hoops, college rack, boxing, MMA, hockey, you get it all. And bowl season. Don't we have all the bowl uh, games posted, Mafia? All the bowl games are posted all the way through into uh, just before the finals. There you go. Pharrellandabench.com. Sign up today. Hide the money from your wife and from the chick on the bike. That chick on the bike has got a great body, I had to say again, for like the seventh time. I love that girl. I'm in love with her. Anyway, she's not as hot as 34C, though. She got a... I must say, uh, Bob Nightingale's our good friend from the USA Today. Great baseball writer. He's been on the show forever. Yeah, doing great. Over yourself. I'm all right, buddy. Hey, so... Uh, I, I, the one thing I wanted to say to you, is it not the most amazing thing in the world, uh, The, frankly, the job that, that Scott Boris does to not only uh, 
I mean, elevate his clients to the stratosphere, but uh, frankly, the money that he makes himself. Yeah, I mean, there's the, uh, we're at over uh, $870 million right now. He's still got three free agents left, so he's going to cross the billion-dollar mark. You know, so, you know, if you're parents, you don't want your kids to grow up to be athletes. You want them to grow up to be player agents. Uh, you know, you're, you're talking about a guy, he's going to make over $50, $55 million dollars this year just in the uh in the contracts and negotiating so um who are the three remaining guys that he has well he has a uh, let me think now uh rayu uh castellanos there's a third one too but rayu and castellanos oh he's also got uh, a dallas Keiko. those are his three that will definitely push him over the billion dollar mark can you even believe that? So what did he have to do? Be a, a lawyer uh, as well as, uh, I mean, obviously he's a negotiator, but does he, is he like a lawyer too on top of it all? He's a lawyer. The, the big thing that he did, I thought, uh, Scott, was that he got Strasburg signed first. and said, you know what, we'll get Strasburg at 245. And, you know, he wanted to go back to Washington anyway, so he got there. And so you're thinking, okay, $245 million at $35 million a year. So now he's got Garrett Cole there, and he's telling everybody Garrett Cole is two years younger and a better pitcher. So add two years, add another million dollars per year, boom. That's what the Yankees came up with. So uh, when you saw, like, so here's what happened. We were doing the show, right, and we were live when uh, the Cole deal happened. And, be, you know, prior to him signing, I was on the air saying, uh, with my guys that, you know, if this guy goes out west, like let's say in Cali to the Angels or whatever, Dodgers, whoever it was, that uh, that he didn't have the onions to go on the biggest stage. And you know where that is. It's in the Bronx. Uh, and it's the hardest, biggest stage, toughest place. You know it. I know it. We all know it. It's not St. Louis. It's not Los Angeles. It's It's the boogie down. And you know it. That he, and we said, if he didn't have the stones to come here, then screw him. And then five minutes later, he did that deal for 324. And now, you know, everybody's on him uh, like a porn star. The guy's like the greatest guy on earth. He's Santa Claus. Like, I, I'm <laughs> stoked that I get to watch that guy pitch every five days. As much as I was stoked at the time to watch, uh, frankly, Alex Rodriguez uh, get five at bats every day, I think that. Uh, what did you think when you saw that deal go down about the evil empire and that he had the onions to come to New York and face that? Uh, that I mean, it's there's it's a different dynamic what he's going to face here. Oh, it is. Everybody in the world is going to go to, uh, you know, out to the uh, Angels, you know, perhaps the Dodgers, uh, you know, even his teammates. You know, the joke was, I don't know where he's going, but he's going west of Nevada. Obviously, he didn't. Uh, but yeah, you know, he grew up a Yankee fan. There was that famous picture from the 2001 World Series. He was an 11-year-old kid at the uh, at the old uh, base, uh, Bakeland Ballpark in Arizona. He's a Yankee now, Yankee forever. Grew up a Yankee fan. You know, I mean, so so did Patrick Corbin, but Corbin didn't go there. And this guy says, you know what? Let me. I, I want to go there. I want to go to the biggest stage. And they promised him, hey, we're giving the playoffs every year. You know how much we try. I thought, I thought it was big bringing Andy Pettit in. And they said, we want this guy. So I think they're always going to have a high bid. I think if somebody had offered $400 million, Yankees would have come over, would have come over, you know, $401 million. So they, they wanted this guy bad.
So uh, do you think, you know, it's like when they got uh, these other guys like Sabathia Pennant and things like this. It worked. Let's face it. They gave Sabathia a boatload of money then to share all these guys, A-Rod. And then, um, you know, obviously Stanton they've given uh, big money to as well. Do you feel that, because he's 29, is he like Scherzer when he went to the Nationals that he's still got a lot left in that arm? Oh, yeah, ton left. I mean, you look at Scherzer and uh, you know, that, that contract with the Steel, he signed for $210 million. You know, he's probably been worth $500, $600 million. John Lester been worth every single penny for the uh, – he was at like 155, 160 for the Cubs, worth every penny. So, yeah, this guy's been unbelievable. And, uh, you know, he really stepped up his game in Houston the last two years. Uh, you know, he's pitched in the American League. If he'd only, only been a National League pitcher, you, you, you kind of wonder because there's such a big difference between the two leagues. But I, I think that this guy loves the spotlight. He loves the big stage. And I think we're going to see what he's going to do. Remember, this is the same guy that knocked out the Yankees two of the last three years. So I was uh, watching, I think, MLB Network tonight, and maybe it was, I think it was uh, MLB Network. It was a special on uh, Dave Co- uh, Dave Parker and uh, the Cobra, and it was about the 79 bucks. We are family when they you know, came back from 3-1 down to beat the Orioles in the World Series. Uh, and, uh, and you know, with Willie Stargell and all those guys, Bill Madlock, Garner, uh, Foley, uh, and I thought to myself about the, all I could think of was I was 14 years old when it happened and I went to that World Series and my dad took me to that World Series. And I have to tell you that uh, I thought two things. One, they'll never they'll never uh, in my pr- lifetime probably get back there because their payroll is five dollars. And secondly, <laughs> and secondly, a guy like Garrett Cole was there pitching when he came up and they drafted that guy. And they had that guy, and now that guy's making three hundred and twenty-five million dollars. Makes me want to vomit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable. Somebody figured out that Garrett Cole with the three twenty-five is is being paid more than the Pittsburgh Pirates that paid three agents in the last twenty-five years combined. That and now I am vomiting. <laughs> uh, right now, I am. I'm sick to my stomach. Right now, it's happening to me as we speak. What did you think of the Rendon deal? Yeah, you know, it made sense. I mean, what, you know, I mean, the Angels wanted Cole. They offered about three hundred million for him. Fell short. I think Arnie Rendon says, "Hey, I want a superstar here. I would love to have a guy to protect uh, my Trout lineup." And now he's got it. So now he's got you know, uh, you know, Trout, you know, Tani, Rendon, you know, still pull holes. He's got some uh, powerful guys that line up. And, I, you know, obviously they're going to get some pitching. They need some pitching. At least it gives them a chance to be interesting and at least competitive. How do you think uh, they'll do with Madden and that lineup? Well, I think, you know, uh, I think a lot depends, too, on what happens to the uh, Astros. You know, the Astros have all the cheating allegations. There's going to be huge distraction all year. You know, will they will they come back to earth here? Are they going to, you know, instead of winning over 105, 110 games, when they win the 90-some? Oakland's going to be very good. You know, the Angels at least should be a contender for a wild card spot. What do you think, uh, Bob Nightingale with us, a great writer from the USA Today, longtime friend on the show. What do you think of the, um, you know, baseball's new, uh, basically, minor league drug policy and the, um, you know, the, the retraction of teams in the minor leagues? Well, drug policy makes sense. I mean, a lot of states now 
have legalized marijuana in you know in, in the uh, you know, young guys now you know, but rather smoke than drink and so you know, it made sense it's like why punish these guys when other buddies are you know, smoking and they can't so now they have the you know opioids in there uh you know i, I like the drug policy i really do and then on the uh contraction thing that's a tough one I, you know a lot of a lot of people are upset you're talking about 42, 43 teams, a loss of a lot of jobs, a lot of good people. I understand when you want to, you know, improve your facilities or everything like, everything like that. But I'm not sure the answer is to wipe out the Maryland League system. What do you think is going to happen to the Astros? Well, I, th- I think they're going to have the biggest fine in history. I think they're going to lose the most draft picks of any team in history. And the question is, and I, you know, I've asked a lot of executives this. They're all over the map. Some people think, you know, they'll get, you know, a couple months suspension. Some people think they could have Jeff Luna, the GM, banned for life, and the manager, uh, A.J. Hinch, banned, you know, suspended for two years. I don't think it's that severe. I, I really don't. But I do think the uh, the first two will come to fruition for sure. And I think, there, I think there'll be some, some suspensions for sure. Do you think that um... – that uh, Machado's better off or Harper? Because I think the Phillies are in a better place, aren't they, than the Padres? Yeah. I mean, just because you have a, a bigger market, you have owner wants to spend. And they were, uh, you know, talking about Rendon. You're going to get some, you know, big-time guys. I wouldn't be surprised to see them get Baumgartner. So just because you have an owner that says, you know what, I could care less if we go to the luxury tax, so be it. Where the Padres are still a small market, you kind of saddle with you know with the uh, pretty big contracts, you know, with the uh, Hosmer, Myers, and, and of course Machado. So when you're at uh, like Christmas and everything uh, with your family, do you um, do you still tell your son you're a better writer than him? No, no, every no see us. It's it's way to hit him. It's like when uh, people at the GM meeting, so it's like okay, okay, there's a good Bob, there's a good Bob, and then bad Bob. And uh, the, the good Bob is a Bobby. The bad Bob is a Bob, is a father. <laughs> uh, all right, listen. Uh, don't ever let that kid think he's got the upper hand on you, Bob. Yeah, try not to. All right. Hey, Merry Christmas, brother. I love you. Happy New Year. It's great having you on the bench. Uh, go surfing in La Jolla or something before you leave San Diego. All right. Sounds good. All right. Yeah, I'd see you. Bob, Bob Nightingale of the USA Today. You know, his son's a, a big shot now, baseball writer, just like his old man. Can't have your kid showing you up. Maybe you should, you know, sneak into his hotel room and erase his story for tomorrow on his laptop. You know what I mean? Like the little espionage action. That's probably not a good idea. Get his kid fired. Good game, Mafia. Rangers and Sharks tied at twos in the second. Yeah, back and forth, and the Sharks almost had a third. I think they hit it off the uh, the post. So when we come back, I'll tell you a funny story about uh, that Mike Conlon. Did you see what happened with me and him today? I saw the tweets back and forth. It's pretty crazy, right? Uh, I'll tell you about that if you remind me because I forget things. But I got a good story for you. 855-212-4CBS to get on a bench. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.